0: Yo, 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 it's your boy Dick Loco. I'm coming to you live here with the Loco experience. I'm excited. I'm jubilated. I haven't been on here in a while, but I'm back with a vengeance, and I'm here talking to the one and only, okay, this is a gentleman that has taken time out to discuss some things near and dear to his heart, Mark Crowder. Say what's up to the people, Mark Crowder.
1: Hey, man, glad to be on, good to hear
0: from you and be able to talk to you a little bit. It'll be fun. Absolutely. So primarily what I want to do is kind of preference this with, if you're someone that does not have an open mind, especially when it comes to politics, uh, this might not be for you. Um, we're going to discuss a few things and in his political beliefs. Uh, he is a, you're African-American conservative, correct? Yes, sir. All right. So like, just give us a little background and kind of let the people know, why do you feel that party is for African-Americans?
1: Well, um, I don't think either party is for African-Americans. I think when you look at the history, um, a lot of people like to say that uh, the Democrat party is the new, uh, the old Democrat party from the history is a new Republican party and the old Republican party is a new Democrat party. I don't see where that switch ever really took place. Uh, The fact of the matter is the modern Republican Party was started by Abraham Lincoln. They were started as the anti-slavery party. They were the predominant voters and passers of the uh, civil rights legislation that gave voting rights to blacks and gave them access to all of the plethora of, uh, of, uh, uh, various programs that that we have here in the country Um, over the last uh, 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 60 years or so, since 1960, the government has dumped into the black minority communities uh, $22 trillion in welfare and housing programs. And what do we have to show for it? Next to nothing. $22 trillion in 2020 money. And we have very little to show for it. So to me, the answer isn't to have a Black-specific program. It's to vote for policies that are just good for every individual. And to me, I think that Black people especially are some of the most capable people on the planet, and we need to start depending in our on ourselves and believing in ourselves to accomplish what we choose to accomplish, and I think we'll be the better off for it.
0: I hear you on that one, definitely. Let me ask you, man. Like, since we're, you know, obviously discussing Republican Party, are you a supporter of Donald Trump?
1: Um, I vote for Donald Trump. I think when you say you're a supporter of a particular person, uh, you support their personal persona as well as their public persona, or in this particular case, their political persona. I would venture to say most of the people that listen to your podcast know that, uh, that are planning to vote for uh, Joe Biden if they're a Democrat uh, or at least liberal leaning. And they would never say that they uh, support Joe Biden. They know that he's a racist. They know that he was against desegregation back in the 60s, 70s and 80s. They know that he wrote the crime bill that tripled the black population in prisons. They're not supporters of Joe Biden, but they do vote for Joe Biden. And I'm the same way with Donald Trump.
0: I got you, man. That's pretty, pretty well spoken. Um, So what would you say about people that say Donald Trump kind of comes out with public statements that alienates the community? And I can give you a few examples. Like, what would you say if people just view his statements like that?
1: I think they're absolutely right. And I would agree. I have no qualms with that. But the issue is. Do I vote for a a person that says, you know, um, and we can get into the discussion of whether we consider Donald Trump to be a racist. I personally do not. Now, I think that's a controversial statement, but we can definitely get into that. But (laughs) as far as does he say things that turn people off? Absolutely. Can he be absolutely horrible to people? Does he have the exact opposite of a Christian persona on Twitter and in debates? and in general political life absolutely um but is that i uh, for me biden has done things that are actually racist he said things that are actually racist and for me that's uh, if if we're just going to base base the issue off of things they've said and things that they've done um I can't vote for either one of them, so we have to really get the personal side out of the way and look at what policies are they bringing to the table. And for me, um, Trump has already proven policy-wise that he wants to do things that I want to do. And Biden, um, at least from what he's talked about, there's very little of what he supports that I that I agree with politically and fiscally speaking.
0: All right, so you're able, you're which you know I kind of do like you're kind of separating. It sounds like. The personal uh, let's say personal views of uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden as far as what they do in their everyday life uh, mm-hmm. from their politics. Absolutely. Um, you have to think about it.
1: Biden has said some absolutely atrocious things. This is one quote that he said, mind you, the same year <laughs> that he was voted in. Or, well, I shouldn't say voted in, but selected as President Obama's running mate. I mean, quote, this is the quote. I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American who's articulate and bright and clean and a nice-looking guy. Mm. I mean, that's a storybook man. Okay, mm. he's an idiot, okay? He's an idiot. He said, uh, "We're today is September 14th. Uh, we're recording this in the evening. A couple of weeks ago, he said... Unlike the Hispanic community, uh, I mean, uh, unlike the Hispanic community, the black community um, is undiverse and very single in its, in its political preferences um, and its view on life and culture and all these various things. He was calling the Hispanic community very diverse, politically all over the place very diverse in their, in their desires and in their culture. And he's saying that African community is not, that's racist. That's very judgmental. And I I don't appreciate the insinuations behind that statement. He felt like he had the ability to say, if you don't vote for him, that you're not really a true black person. Uh, Joe Biden, you don't have the qualifications to be able to do that. We're literally 20 years ago. Within six years, your legislation tripled the black population in prisons across the country. People want to talk about uh, Trump, who has uh, wrote an executive order because he couldn't get the congressional support on the Democratic side. Um, He did an executive order that immediately lowered the sentences of 3000 persons in prison and let go over 2000 people day one, immediately let them out of jail for nonviolent crimes. Most of those being black men. So I, I have no respect whatsoever for Jordan, Joe Biden's platform or his, quote unquote, plea to the black community. I read something a while back that Joe Biden has the black, best black agenda. He doesn't have a black agenda. They're incorporating um, national health care. They're incorporating expanded welfare pro- programs into their, quote unquote, black agenda. Those aren't black agendas. They have never helped us. They will continue to not help us. So what if we're going to talk about Black agenda, what really helps our community, let's talk about those things and really see which is the better
0: candidate. What do you feel about the defunding of police?
1: Um, First of all, the defunding of the police hurts the Black community more than any other community. Um, If you're living in a poor or violent crime ridden area, you need the cops. There's been a multiplicity of black folks that have come out and said, we're absolutely against the defunding of police. Now you see the marches, those get publicized, but there is a growing swell, especially from people that actually live in these communities that say, we don't want the defunding of police. We only feel safe in these communities because they're as frequently patrolled as they are, because they have as much of a visible presence of police that they do. Without that, we don't feel safe. A lot of these marches are a lot of Caucasian people, a lot of Antifa, a lot of um, wealthy Blacks uh, that come and want to picket and everything and they're living off the fat of a, of a very beneficial society for all the, you know, for all the quote-unquote racism that they say they're encountering. But they're saying, you know, defund the police and switch these programs around. And the people that are actually being affected by it, they're not the ones that are out there picketing all the time. They're saying, we need this help. I don't I don't feel safe staying in my home when there is a, a crack house, three houses down, without a patrolling presence of the police. I don't feel comfortable when drugs are sold on my street corners and I have children that I want to live a better life than where I live without a police presence. You wanna tell me that I'm gonna get frustrated with nine black people who were unarmed killed two years ago when actually there's an average of 5,000 black men killed every single year from Black-on-Black black violence, most being gang-related, there's no comparison. So when we talk about defunding the police, we have to make sure that we understand what we're talking about. Granted, I agree that the defunding the police overall uh, overall picture makes a lot of sense. Do we want policemen uh, making house calls for uh, domestic violence? I would still say in most cases yes, but there are situations where it might be better for some kind of uh, social, uh, the social person to take care of that. Some social worker of some kind, Um, you know, if there's a a mentally ill person that needs that uh, calls nine one one, it would be better for a social worker to visit for that kind of scenario. But the fact of the matter is, the infrastructure just isn't there for these things, and most of this money. Um, is being siphoned away from, uh, from cops right now. And it's being distributed to other programs that are, not ex- that are already in existence. They aren't funneling it into specialized programs to fill these voids that the quote-unquote defund the police uh, uh, movement wants to have. So I, I just see a lot of double talk. Like, uh, for example, New York uh, takes a billion dollars, one billion dollars, away from the police department okay crime skyrockets i i want to say seven times um within those violent specific communities and not a single dollar goes to social worker programs to facilitate some of the other requests by the defund the police movement. Instead it's used to pad the bottom line because they were already over budget. So it's really really frustrating when people get out and they pick it for these things and they get caught up in all of the hype but when they look at the execution they just totally ignore it and when we call it out we're looked at as Uncle Tom's or racist or wishing we were white, when it's just, I want a fact-based conversation. I don't want to be kind of flipping about my political perspective because my political perspective affects my family, affects my living, affects my kids.
0: Hey man, that was, you know, I appreciate your perspective. Uh, Let me kind of play devil's advocate here though. Um, What would you say to those who sort of feel, you know, obviously, that police kind of be able to kill, you know, these minority neighborhoods, they're they're in there, they're killing, they're locking us up at a disproportionate rate, and they're able to get off. Like, the justice system isn't really holding them accountable. So, like, you know, that's the major viewpoint that I would like to throw your way to see your perspective.
1: Sure. Um, I think it's very clear uh, that the justice system is... How uh, should I say this? I think the justice system is very heavily slanted against impoverished individuals. Okay? Notice I did not say minorities and blacks
0: specifically. But what but if... Impoverished my,
1: individuals.
0: What if minorities... You know, obviously minorities make up an uh, overwhelming majority. Exactly. And that's what I want to
1: get to. That's a very good point. I totally agree. Not, not to say that there's a greater number of minorities in an impoverished situation because that would be accurately, that would be incorrect. Caucasians are still the vast majority of impoverished individuals. However, minorities, Blacks specifically, create a greater, disproportionately greater number of crimes for their percentage of the population. And that adversely affects... The number of people that get thrown into the system, which, like I already stated, very, very much is slanted against um, impoverished individuals. And the reasons for that are, number one, uh, legal fees. One of the greatest things in our country is you are innocent until proven guilty. However, the the, the, the bad kind of reflection of that is you have to be able to prove that you're not guilty (laughs) and you do that by having a good lawyer and sometimes you get stuck with a court-appointed lawyer if you don't have the finances to have a good one for yourself and court-appointed lawyers um, are very much in the business of their own pocketbook so that comes in the form of um, plea deals that comes in the form of quick trials and so if you can settle all those types of things work against impoverished individuals. And like we already said, blacks especially create, uh, per, uh, um, uh, perform an adversely, uh, disproportionately higher number of crimes for their percentage of the population. Um, so, yeah. I, I, yeah,
0: get your, I get what you're saying. Like, factually speaking, that is true. Yeah. But. There's some that will look at the data, and they would say that there's an overwhelming presence of law enforcement in those communities. You know, absolutely. Hope it's so many, you know, so the data can kind of be impacted that way if there's a lot more cops in those neighborhoods. Like, and and like I said, I
1: think more cops have to be in those neighborhoods because there's a much much higher level of violence in those neighborhoods, and so to the counterbalance of that is higher percentage of law enforcement. To me, that's only logical. Now, you're right, that because you have more law enforcement out there enforcing the laws in these communities, that that's gonna impact the number of people that come in. And because impoverished communities have a greater number of, uh, of black-related violence, that's gonna lead to more black criminals you know, per capita than white criminals, that's, that's, you know, it's a vicious cycle, but it starts with us kind of taking the perspective of we need to start. We need to start helping our communities um, uh, work against violence and find other ways of dealing with the frustrations of life that we all encounter. And we, we need to have that talk at some point here, but I think that's the real answer here. I think trying to tackle it from the perspective that cops are racist and they're more likely uh, to, you know, pick up a black person just, you know, arbitrarily in a vacuum, I think that ignores a plethora of facts, some of which I've already mentioned that very clearly show that they're being forced into a situation that they don't want they don't want to they don't want to pick up more blacks and white people but more blacks are committing crimes i mean what are they supposed to do just say you know hey, mark, we've already got 20 white guys tonight we can't pick up more than mark 20 you black really guys?
0: you really believe that you don't think there's crimes possibly going on in other communities and their presence isn't there
1: no what i think is the majority of crime in other communities is related to um, drugs and I think or white collar crime and we all know that white collar crime is treated differently than violent crime okay or gang related crime now drugs in white communities is also treated differently than it is in black communities and part of the reason for that is just the general approach now I don't know enough about that to just speak about it line by line but I think it's it's very clear that I know I can drive down the street personally and I'm not even I've never bought drugs in my entire life. But you and I both have probably driven down the street and we can see a drug deal happen. OK, I've lived in nicer communities most of my life, except for a few instances where, you know, I was. I think I've told you this before. I was homeless for a little bit. Um, and my, when I lived with my parents as a young child, we were very, very poor. So I lived in poor communities in those instances. But for the vast majority of the, of the time, you're never going to see drugs sold on a street corner in a nicer community. There's never going to be a drug house. You're never going to have a house in a in a nice neighborhood where people in that neighborhood drive by it every day and like, We all know that that person there is a drug dealer or that person there, there are drug people that are constantly going in and out that house. It's a completely different environment and that feeds to a lot of the drug related bus. So now that's not to say that racism doesn't exist within the police department, but these aren't, these are things that we don't really talk about the logical side of it because it's a lot easier to live in the emotional argument. It's very easy to get upset at looking at George Floyd laying on the ground saying I can't breathe with a white policeman sitting on his neck and it should cause you to be emotional. It should cause you to be upset because it's something that you should be upset about. But that doesn't speak to that doesn't speak to the handful of incidences that happen in those kind of um, unfortunate situations when we have a violent crime that happens in this country every twenty three point four seconds.
0: Let me walk you through something real quick. Yeah, I, I appreciate you that. I appreciate. I, I heard you, brother. I mean, okay. we. we okay. I mean, this minute passes as five crimes. I got you. So I, I, to- <laughs> I, I totally hear you. Okay. Okay. Um, but I want to walk you through a different perspective. So. Sure. Okay, we're both African Americans, right? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously different circumstances put different people in different places. Um, but I can personally speak to myself. Sure. Um, if I'm driving through the neighborhood, I'm just want to walk you through this here. A cop might pull me over just cause he's gonna. I've, I've had this happen. I've been pulled over. Do you have any drugs, weapons in your car? Okay. If I say the wrong thing, I can then get. A failure to, you know, comply. If I just ask a question that he doesn't like, depending on how he feels that day, I can get a failure to comply. At that point, he can say I got a resistant arrest, which is considered a violent crime in a lot yeah. of instances. Agreed. So at that point, you know, if it's so much police presence, it's easy to kind of jack those numbers up. Is what I'm saying. Like I feel sure. like if. Caucasian, you know, Americans, white Americans were harassed the same as like black and Latinos, as far as their communities with just so many police presence that they possibly would have a higher number being arrested too, in regards to the police rate. That's where I'm, you potentially could be right. But I think the main issue is you just,
1: there's a reason why, well, there's a reason why blacks that can afford to, move into those communities. There's a reason why minorities that can afford to move into those communities. They move out of violent areas into non-violent areas. So I'm sure crime happens in those communities, but it's not the violent kind, which is why there's a much, much, much lower police presence because merely the visual appearance of a cop, deters a multitude of crimes. That is statistically proven fact. And so as bad as inner city communities have been from a violence perspective, the incredible infestation, if you wanna use that term, of police persons and police presence in those communities deters exponentially more crimes from occurring. And we've seen that played out in Minnesota, California, in New York especially, where they've actually taken steps towards this defund uh, the police movement, and they're blaming it on on insurrection, people being angry from Trump. So they just, you know, they want to just go rob people and burn down black businesses and rob black homes. um, Instead of the fact of the matter is, crime is constantly. Uh, happening in this country, and when we remove cops, when we remove that accountability out of the situation,
0: people feel the freedom to go do what they want to do. Well, let me, I, I respect your perspective, but I have yeah. a, I have to interject with this.
1: Let, can I, I say one more come. thing about this? Uh, one more thing related to that. No problem. Um, no problem. You talk. You talked about being pulled over by a cop, you know, for no apparent reason, um, and and questioned. I think that's never happened to me so that's that's another perspective um that you know i may lack you know i'm very open about the fact that there's some aspects about some of these scenarios that i just don't identify with because i've never experienced it and i try to i i try to be respectful about that I, i really do so um that's why I think it's important. I I don't, I I don't say that, you know, racism doesn't exist. I don't say, I think that's a stupid statement. Um, I don't say things like, um, you know, racism doesn't exist in, in the police. I think that's a stupid statement. I think that, um, just is illogical. I'm sure that if, if we could, you know, physically point, point it down, um, we could find it. I, I certainly believe that there are ways of looking at the data, looking at complaints, for example, within certain precincts, looking at um, arrest patterns per capita. Yes, Blacks create a do a greater number of violent crimes per capita but than, than I, I, Caucasians do, but what are those crimes? What allow, are they calling out? Allow me, to,
0: allow me to say this. Yeah. To continue that story, you get pulled over, you get a, 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 a felonious charge. Sure. You're already in the system. There's people, there's so many brothers I know that did not have a record till they had a suspended license, right? Yeah. And At that point, Since they're in the system, it's a lot more difficult to get jobs. It's a lot more difficult to get good housing. That's just going to create a circumstance. That's where I feel that we're not really, really, what either party is not really looking at. I feel like you hit it on the nose when you did say poverty, but I can't agree with black people, create, you know, do more crime. I can't. The reason why any human being put in those same circumstances would be in a position to possibly do things to get by right I, and, and that's well, that's possible but i
1: you if you if you get pulled over by a comp and you have a suspended license you're going to get arrested and so you have the choice of either resisting arrest or being arrested so i you know and there, there's probable cause for that arrest because you have a sustained. What if you license. don't? What if, if you, you got don't to... have anything like if it's in your situation what you talked about I've never been asking. arrested
0: by the way to clear the air but
1: no no you you I've never been pulled been arrested. over. Let me let yes, me explain. And, yeah. I've been pulled
0: over for no reason. Fact. Yes. I've been yes. pulled over hey man in your field I've been pulled over on the left side of a road, been told that I've been failure to yield to the right of the traffic. When there's okay. a it's busy intersection. You know how busy thirty yeah. eighth street is. Yes. I've been pulled over for too much frost <laughs> on my back window. I've been i I've gotten five hundred four hundred and fifty dollars of tickets in one serving. Okay. okay. Nonviolent guy, working yeah. African American man. I've been yeah. pulled over handcuffed in front of my people because yeah. I fit a description before. Okay. I'm telling you, it is a bald face inaccuracy. For us to not know that these officers are seeking out African Americans because they believe they're criminals, even when they're not in a lot of cases. What we need to change, what we need to do is have equal footing. I personally feel if they were in the white communities as much as they were in the African American communities and there was no bias in regards to race, it would not be a big differential in crime. So so let me ask you a question. Beating your woman is a crime. Domestic violence is a crime. Yes, there's plenty of serial killers out there. There's yes. plenty of people out here that shouldn't have weapons in those communities, those suburban communities. There's lots of crimes that are being committed; they're just not seen. So, like,
1: yes, only there's a lot of com- there's a lot of crimes that are committed in both types of communities that are not seen.
0: But we I only mean, uh, see and hear about African American crime. We don't really hear about Caucasian American crime.
1: So you're saying that the fact that, um, uh, uh, how should I say this? Um, you think you think that if we took the wealth of police, the the wealth of police uh, um, that are in minority communities, and put those in strictly white communities, that we would see an increase of crime in the white communities but Because would how <laughs> hell yeah
0: because so, imagine think, how many got think, marijuana. let me ask you let me ask you how, this how, how many do you so, think, do you real, think quick, real quick no no real quick i'm gonna let do you th- ask me a question but let me let me let me just paraphrase why i said hell yeah how many okay. young white kids do you know that's partying that got pot in their car i know plenty that plenty. they're in the suburbs so they're not gonna get pulled over for some nonsense and get a felonious marijuana charge that makes sense right Yes, but here's the thing about it, though.
1: A lot of people, I understand that you got pulled over for defrost or you know on your window or whatever. But uh, there's a lot of people that get pulled over in many different cases, just simply because of the state of vehicle. Right now, it seems stupid, like you have a busted headlight and a tail light or something like that, and it balloons into you know your license is suspended or it balloons into got drugs in in the car and all that kind of thing. That's not going to happen in most white communities. Why? Is they that? You don't Because they have drugs
0: people, too, by the way. They're the They do have drugs, but but a
1: busted taillight isn't going to lead to an expended expended license or it's not going to lead to some of these other things just simply because of the state of their car. They probably won't even get pulled over in the first place. Have you for in the in your situation now, I can't speak to the instance where you just got pulled over for no reason. But the fact of the matter is, I I, I can't speak to that. So
0: I I, I had like a hoodie I you- on in a car. If you want to know the real reason, it's because the criminal, the guy that murdered someone, had a hoodie on in a vehicle. That was one reason I got pulled over in my car. I'm talking a okay. zip up jacket. It's cold outside. Yeah. Stopping at my mama's house in a very new Buick, I might add. I keep a nice car, good shape, okay. nice headlights, nice tail lights. I got pulled over. The the thing that I think, Mark, like I swear to you, I know, I know you're you're speaking uh, from a black and white standpoint, facts, yeah. data, etc. Data can be skewed. Just like, let me give you an example. If you're a basketball player, you might have one guy that shoots fifty five percent from the field. That's because yeah. he only takes efficient shots. Okay, <laughs> that's LeBron James. LeBron James, smart ass basketball player. You might 60, have 70 guy-
1: percent of his shots within two feet of the basket. So yeah, I mean, he's got a good shooting percentage.
0: Okay, very smart guy though. That's an effective way to play basketball. Are you guys someone who just says hell? I'm just gonna shoot everything. His percentage drops to forty percent. So like the numbers can be changed if they gotta shoot everything. Decides hey, I'm just gonna shoot slightly less. You know. Reckless shots, he's going to have a higher field goal percentage. And I kind of liken that what I'm saying as far as the data. The data is what the data is. I am I do hold my brothers accountable for some of the crime in our communities, absolutely. But I also am not going to turn blind to victim of circumstances, being that, you know, like you said, poverty is huge. You know, we got to create a wow. vision, an opportunity for those brothers to see past the neighborhood so they can understand they can get good jobs. Not being stuck in a position where they're like, damn, I got to go rob this person. But so the the last point, I'm going to let you go. Like, let you do your thing with the speaking. Oh, my bad, brother. I'm getting long-winded because it's a passionate subject. Um, Sure. Billy is comfortable in smoking that marijuana out there because he has a nice car. But he's still technically committing a crime with marijuana in his car. Correct? Sure okay mm-hmm. that's my Absolutely. point if there's a higher presence of police out there they will see Billy fog up his windows from smoking that marijuana just like they see Ray Ray who sometimes has a nice car but he has fogged up windows and the hood they see him smoking they're gonna pull him over but he gets a marijuana charge and Billy gets off his father might be the damn police chief or a judge <laughs>
1: so alright so let me address a few things here are it uh, skewed or not skewed are more white people arrested than black people every year yes or uh, no? overall
0: yes because there are more white people in the world correct now in the are States. correct are those white people mostly poor or wealthy I think they're mostly poor
1: correct so when you have the majority of police presence in inner city poor communities again, That's gonna be affected by the number of people that are creating the crimes. And Blacks create a greater number of violent crimes in than the per capita than whites do. Now, yes, I agree in Billy Billy Joe and Donovan in the white community are gonna be smoking weed just like, you know, um, Mark and Sean in the Black community are. But the fact of the matter is, Billy isn't smoking it in his car. He's smoking it in his room because those kids, uh, they, they've got, they're different, they operate with different rules in their families. If their family's letting them smoke weed, they're doing it in the house. They're not doing it in their car. That, but but the fact of the matter is, overall, I think that, um, I think it has a lot more to do with the uh, amount of violence in a particular community that increases the police presence. And there, I do agree with you. I think that there would be more instances of crime in, a, in wealthier or upper middle class white communities. Um, there would be more instances if there were a greater police presence there. I do agree with that point, okay? What I'm saying is, though, I don't think that that negates that there's still overwhelmingly a greater number of actually violent crimes in, in impoverished communities, which require a greater police presence simply to keep the peace. Are they catching the criminals? Out. Most are not. I think the number. So why are is they? Oh, so what? Sixty good is to seventy percent of of crimes are unsolved in this country.
0: So what good are they doing if they're there? Like that. So you're saying just
1: because they aren't solved. Uh, just because they aren't solved they shouldn't be present to
0: deter even more crimes and try to solve the ones they can? Well, the proof is it, the proof is more I want to see your, if you have any statistics that state more police presence deter crime in the impoverished communities like, I can get that to you, but that's fact. Well, this is the fact I want to like kind of go over it's, it's,
1: For example, it's, a, it's what the is, same thing What as are
0: the police gun, doing? It's, it's it's the
1: same thing like the, the gun violence uh, statistics, gun gun violence overwhelmingly in the upper 80-90 percentile happen in exclusively non, uh, non-firearm zones because those people that are looking to perpetrate those actions are going into areas where they know it's quote-unquote illegal for other persons to be able to carry Firearms. That means that they are the executioner, and there's nobody that can execute back. Okay, so when you're when you are walking into situations that are overwhelmingly favorable to the perpetrator, they feel emboldened to act. So yes, same scenario. If there are more cops present, that deters more crime. Now, yes, I I, I agree that there's still a large percentage of crimes that go unsolved and go unprosecuted in this country but as we've already seen when they remove the police presence in New York when they remove the police presence in these violent areas in California that crime isn't just going up 20 percent or 50 percent it's tripling it's quadrupling like that's a so I don't under this, to say to say that police doesn't the presence of police doesn't deter crime is a complete is a complete refusal to look at facts.
0: I, I don't believe Kyle so. just the got shot why, on the street. Oh, guess what though? Guess what? We want to talk about violent crimes. Do you know the white community? They do more rapes than any community. And I'm not I saying agree. this. I'm just telling you there's other crimes. Put five cops in those suburban areas, maybe we wouldn't have two thirds of rapes in the United States not totally rapes not being caught. Maybe I that, totally disagree. No, why a, does why does rape system?
1: Get caught? It's a skewed No, how does system. rape get how does rape get caught? It's, it's, or, a, how does just, rape get caught? Not to go into technicality no, 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 no no, 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 system. no, 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 no no. Period. If you're gonna call it out, how does it get? It's caught? a
0: skewed system, sir. No, sir.
1: You are you are ignoring the discussion. Not if at you all. Call, no, sir. If you want to call out rape, rape gets called because the victim calls the police. Okay, that's how it gets called, and the police, per the description of the victim, goes and pursues the criminal. So if, you, if you're going to call all crimes, rape, work, sir, no, not all crimes. Unless they're but when you're talking them. about thi- if you're talking about rape, you're talking about things where the victim calls, and there are very many reasons why. Uh, uh, maybe uh, a Caucasian's raped by a, a, a person in her family. Maybe she's getting paid off. Uh, maybe she feels like she has something to lose. We don't see a lot of those same issues in the black community. A woman gets raped. She just calls. A-
0: Mark, you still there? you breaking up on me, brother. Yeah, I'm
1: still here. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you better okay. now. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay.
1: We don't have those same deterrents in the black community. They just call the police and they give them the description and it goes from there. So... That I think you're speaking to an issue. Again, I'm that just, is dealt I'm with in different situations. That's not gonna. That's not gonna be solved by more by more policemen patrolling those areas. Uh, just like white collar crime that happens, you know, where you're embezzling from your business, isn't going to be caught by more policemen patrolling those communities most of the time drugs in those communities aren't going to be caught by that because you don't see people dealing on the side on the street corner there aren't specific drop zones in white communities for drugs it's just those things operate totally differently in those communities
0: if you don't know this i'm i'm my my nose is in the streets too right sure i'm telling you right now most of them connects is in the white communities they white i agree. So, like, let's just. This is all I want to get to you. Like, because the way you were describing crime was making it seem like blacks mentally are just, they just commit more crimes. I disagree. I felt like it's all circumstantial. Right. And I also feel like. Whites, we know, still commit the the more crimes than any race due to the fact so more one white. One thing
1: people. you said is, oh, so "Hold on, let me commit. finish, man."
0: You got no. Me I just uh, you just uh, you're I listen crime. to crime. You I'm saying, I, "Hold on, on hold on." I listened to you for a while. Let me finish, man. I'm saying
1: violent crime. Saying violent crime. You're saying crime.
0: Crime you need in to make general. That distinction. Vi- well, rape is a violent crime. First and foremost, correct. White people commit more crimes, violent crimes, than any other race. Blacks do per capita per person. Correct. I get the, okay. por- Higher rate. that. It's a We're fact. That. It's a fact. But what I'm explaining to you is more police presence will have more crimes c- caught, more people arrested also for harassment, petty ass charges. That's why I'm explaining to you if there's more of a presence in a white community, that's really like not a talking point in my eyes. Like, yes, it's prevalent because the houses don't look maybe as beautiful. You don't have the same investments in culture, the same investments in the streets, the same investments in businesses. Let me let me break, let me walk you down something real quick. If someone wants a job in the community, they only options hey, what's up? They only options, <laughs> their only options are family dollars, brother. Their only options are You know, if they grow up in the neighborhood, there's not too many great businesses, great opportunities out there. I feel whatever candidate gets elected in office, they really care about the African community. The hell with all this other fluff, invest in the African-American community. Put some opportunities out there. With those same opportunities, you'll have less crime, less people impoverished. You'll have happier people, people that see the light at the end of the tunnel. My brother, amen. So let me
1: so let me bring this up. So I think, and you you tell me if you disagree. When I think of violent crimes, okay, I think of number one. We've already talked about it. Rape, okay, or there are gunshots. There are gun gunshots happening in particular neighborhoods, um, or there is uh, you know there's violence where people are beating up each other. Things like that. Those are the three things that primarily come to mind. Uh, two of those things, you could drive up and down a white street all day, every day, and you'll never see that from a police car. Okay? You'll never see it from a police car in those neighborhoods. So to me, that's that's significant. Now, let me ask, do you agree with that? Do you agree that it, just because you put more policemen... In a Caucasian neighborhood, you won't see ape or gunshots in mid, upper middle class, upper class neighborhoods. Do you agree with that?
0: I hear gunshots a lot, and I stay in the burbs myself, my brother. I hear a lot of gunshots. I know people can just attest to Hey, they're doing fireworks, or they're you, doing this. I be on. You the...
1: really believe that upper class, uh, upper
0: class to um, high class
1: neighborhoods are going to hear regular gunshots?
0: I'm telling you from an ethos perspective from a credible perspective I hear gunshots in my community and I don't put it like this I don't react to them like I possibly would in the inner city I'll answer that with honesty when I okay. live in- I mean I, I mean I've lived in
1: in those types of communities for 15 20 years so I guess we'll have to agree to disagree um, uh, I <laughs> This that that should be a survey question because I don't know what I'm saying I is that there, I hear gunshots. That.
0: I hear gunshots in both communities. I used to hear them in the neighborhood, and I mean, to be honest, I got immune to them. Um,
1: I I to be to be honest, I think you're I I think you're you're going beyond reason with that with that response. You're not I, me,
0: I, so you don't know what I'm thinking, and, man. And that's and that's fair. <laughs> like like I
1: said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash your experience, but I. I just don't think that that's a reasonable response.
0: Fair enough. But I'm going to tell you what's not reasonable is the fact of the matter is 7 million. Okay. In the age, in the 2018, the estimated number of arrests by offense and race, there was Mm -hmm. 7.1 million of all offenses, white people being arrested. Just 2.8 of black, 2.8 million of african American so i 'm just telling you if you're looking at it from a statistical standpoint we do have i do i do feel like the rate is higher but it 's not as aggressive as you 're making it sound like you the way you speak is like we 're just born to be criminals
1: Oh, if that's what you got for me talking, then I really have to work on my
0: communication skills. I know you didn't mean that. I just want you to know, like, you are, I know you are a brother. I know you're not a Tom. I know you very, you know, I just know you're not, but I'm just telling you, like, so I'm not ever going to go that route when communicating with you, but you as a black man, is proof that we're not born with a natural propensity to commit crime. So. No. Is fully circumstantial, in my opinion, and opportunities. What president? Like, let's get back on politics. I swear to you, man, we're not. Crimin-
1: I just no. What uh, I th- I think it centers around the point that I that I mentioned earlier. More, uh, we we both agree that more white people commit crimes overall than blacks. Correct. Correct. There, however, the majority of the white people that make up those white crimes versus the black people that make the black crimes. Are still in impoverished neighborhoods. They aren't in middle class in upper middle class areas. The vast the numbers of people that get caught by the cops for those types of things at the very least are not in those neighborhoods. They're in impoverished neighborhoods. Okay, so that's I think that's that's the main discussion point there. And so to make it mm-hmm.
0: about, um, I actually agree with what you're saying
1: yeah so to make it about the other stuff i think ignores that very basic fundamental similarity between who gets caught and who doesn't you're still you still have more whites in impoverished communities than blacks but the fact of the matter is that's who you need to compare to don't say that you know and whether you meant it or not you insinuated that you know i'm you know kind of making black people out to be bad but i'm just saying statistically speaking if if we're just looking at impoverished individuals okay and there are more whites that commit crimes than blacks that's the comparison you need to make when it when you talk about okay. how communities respond to poverty so number okay. one
0: i got you number two what president is going to do something to create opportunities for those communities which one okay would you and
1: i that's and that's I think a good discussion. I, I think that the Democratic Party has done well uh, with offering opportunities with welfare as well as housing programs. However, I don't think that those are strong indicators towards getting people out of poverty and creating wealth. I think the number one, and this is there is no close second, uh-huh. the by far number one is small business ownership that is the number one way to get blacks out of poverty it is the number one way to create generational wealth and there is no close second just is not so people say owning a house is that is a fallacy it is wrong it is absolutely untrue Mm -hmm. by far the number one um, element to get your family out of poverty and to create generational wealth is to own a business and to learn how to run it and to learn how to pass it to your kids. Um, And so, with that in mind, I vote for uh, administrations that are going to put together policy that are going to help African Americans and people in general create small businesses. And I don't feel like they have to have a Black-specific policy to do that because I don't personally feel that either party has shown a proclivity to do that well. The Democratic Party consistently fails. As I said when I first got on, they've, the government has dumped $22 trillion in the small span of 60 years into the Black community to no avail. And so that in and of itself is not enough. So the key is mentorship, right? The key is small business resources. The key is government contracts specific for underrepresented communities, both for the governor excuse me, both for government or, or public as well as private industry. That's the answer. And there are lots of those programs that are pushed from the Republican side because that is one thing they do believe in, that if you've got the drive, if you've got the desire, Mm -hmm. if you have the will, we want to help you to be successful. Okay, we're not going to give you a handout. We're not going to give you a fish, but we will teach you how to fish if you're willing to learn. The college educations are downgraded in value. I know everybody says you need to get a master's now that everybody's getting undergrad, that's a fallacy. Mm -hmm. College degrees are less valuable than they've ever been. If you wanna help yourself, if you wanna help your family, learn how to build a business and use the multiplicity of free resources that are government funded to help you be successful.
0: I agree with you, and we can leave that leave it at that note, man. So, like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm leave you with this. I I like a lot we, of your we blew an hour, man. You I'm, blew I'm an surprised. hour, man. It's crazy. I didn't think it'd it would be, be that long. It don't feel like it, but I love it, man. And <laughs> I, I do want to tell you I appreciate you coming on, man. Man,
1: and, I appreciate
0: it, you, Dick Loco. And, <laughs> <I'm local
1: laughs>
0: with that. And I love the fact that you, you know, like I said, you're unapologetic. You speak your truth. No, and yes, I want to offer different perspectives to people, man. So
1: I, I want, I want, uh, let me say one thing. Anybody that listens to this, if you've made it this far, Give me two more minutes of your time. When Let's you walk out of your door every single day and you look at the world and you say, I am a man, I'm God created. I'm created in God's image. I am who He has called me to be. I'm doing what He's called me to do, or at least pursuing pursuing it, understanding what He's called me to do. And after that, the, the world goes gray and the only thing that you see color-wise is the red of your goal and you run after it like a bull in the middle of a Spanish um, event. Mm. You are going to be the best person you can possibly be and I guarantee you, you will be successful. The biggest issue I have with the racial divide in our country is it clouds the issue? Everybody, when they wake, uh, minorities when they wake up in the morning and they walk out their front door, they've lost confidence in who they are in God. They've lost confidence in who they are in this, uh, in themselves. Not necessarily. Some people literally, it's that simple. But I think the vast majority of it is because this conversation has made so many people. Um, much more aware of some of the errors in the world. Not that that we should ignore them necessarily, but when it comes to being a successful individual, your focus is so incredibly vital. Now, if you're somebody that feels like social justice is your calling from God to pursue, by all means, go after it. But the fact of the matter is the vast majority of us have a duty for our families and for those that are that um, we live with and we serve to give every bit of our best every single day. And the best way to do that is to stay focused on our God-given goals and to lessen the noise from all of these distractions. If somebody calls you the N-word, slap the hell out of them. (laughs) You can can slap whatever (laughs) out of them if if you feel like you need to. To me, I ignore them. nobody's ever called me the n-word I'll be quite honest but if somebody ever does call that to you it, it doesn't matter I've had tons of people be rude to me and just absolutely horrible human beings some of them were black in fact but I just ignore them putting energy into fighting each of these little battles takes additional energy from me pursuing my goal so let me tell you my friend pursue your goal Mm. Wake up in the morning, walk out the door, say, I am God ordained, I'm created in his image and look forward with eyes wide open at the singleness of your goal and your purpose. Let the rest of the world go gray and let that become a bright red element for you to chase after. And you will be successful when you let the bright red spots of N word and uh, social in- uh, injustice get in your way. Uh, I think it's important to address those because people can't just treat us like doormats and walk over us. So it's good to address those, and I have. But it's also important to let the focus stay focused on what you can do. The most, the best thing that you can do in the face of a racist individual or a racist society, if you think we live in one, is for you to be so stinking successful. That's the best thing you can do.
0: Okay, And whatever version
1: of success that you consider success
0: to be. But go after it. it. Stay focused. I love it, man. I might might invite you back on if that's okay with you, man. I like talking to you, man. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Hey, I want to tell everybody, man. Hey, thanks again for coming on, Mark. It's your boy, Dick Loco. It's been a Loco Experience. Please subscribe. Check us out. Until next time, God bless you.